0: I think sometimes the atmosphere that you build, the emotion of that, they absorb, Mm -hmm. and that is a powerful, powerful Mm -hmm. thing to give somebody, because when you give them that, they go out in the world, and they can feel safe and confident.
1: I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Well, hey everybody. Welcome back to the Tangible Truth Podcast. Well, I've gotten we, I should say, have gotten so many positive notes from last month's podcast on mothering. So this month we're gonna basically do the same for fathers, uh, since this is Father's Day month. So I have got the best guest with me. I mean, I've got Brad Franklin back, which you're very familiar with. Hey Brad.
0: How are you, Susan?
1: I am fine. Thank you for joining us you again. Mentioned. I've got my own husband, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi, Susan. Well, I'm so thrilled. You know, you're my favorite guest.
2: I hope so. (laughs) Thank
1: you. (laughs) Oh, and then I have a very special guest who I absolutely love. But not it, your favorite. <laughs> well, you may be after this podcast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How about that? Is it's that great. fair? The pressure's on. I know. It's Hunter House. How are you doing, Hunter? Doing great. Glad I'm so here. thrilled that you are joining this yeah. podcast. And Hunter is a very special man. And he is the community pastor at Bentonville Fellowship. And we are so thrilled to have him he's a father of three he says perfect boys Angels. i am going to uh, see about that and we'll see because you know we all are anxious to hear <laughs> <laughs> he said he said it jokingly, but we'll hear about that. And so we are thrilled to have you, Hunter. So thank yeah, you for joining. So we're going to start today actually with Hunter because I wanted him to talk about really being a father of littles, what that looks like in his life. And I told him this is always very organic, but he's written down some notes, he said, and we're going to start there. The others will join in because they've already raised littles if they feel <laughs> like they need to because you know how this goes with the flow. We got three fathers here. So Hunter, I'm going to ask you to start in yeah. and tell us first the ages and yeah. names of your boys. Yeah. And
3: So I have three boys. Uh, Hank is eight. Duke is six. And Bill is three. So Oof. I joke that, you know, my wife's half Filipino. So it's our Filipino country band that she did not <laughs> know she was going to get. So Hank, Duke and Bill are the three of them. And it's funny talking about raising littles, cause I can talk about the things that we do and what I think is working, mm-hmm. but we're in the thick of it. So who yeah. knows, you know, time will tell. But, uh, one of the things I would say is that being a father has been one of the greatest gifts that I've ever received uh, mm-hmm. from the Lord, not only because of what it's shown me and who he is, but what it's taught me about who I am and the way that he loves me and how he's designed me. And, uh, I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this, but every day it feels like I'm just flying blind (laughs) by the seat of my pants and don't really know what I'm doing, even though I'm educated and I have men who've mentored me. Like when you get in the thick of it, you're just kind of making decisions and hoping that things are working out. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I remind myself, though, is that as a follower of Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit. And so Mm -hmm. as I listen to his promptings, uh, hopefully that's it's him that I'm hearing and that he's pushing me towards uh, raising these boys. But as I thought about this time, one of the things that the Alex, my wife and I really focus on with our boys is grace. Mm. Um, I don't know how much that gets talked about in other households, but it's one thing we talk about so much is that we want our boys to have a really, really healthy understanding of grace because we think that shapes so much of their view of God, which is going to shape so much of their view of how they live and A lot of times I think people think that grace kind of cheapens the standard in Mm -hmm, a home mm -hmm. because it gives them outs and that kind of thing. You don't hold your word. But I think because grace is tied to the character of God, it raises the standard. Mm -hmm. And we want our boys to experience it very tangibly. So there have been times where they've been the worst ever. I'm talking, you know, just completely going nuts, fighting, fist fighting. Uh, saying angry things, all the stuff. And at the end of it, we take them to get ice cream. And it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and we explain that. Here's why we're doing this, because I want you to experience the grace that your parents can show you because of the grace that God has given us. Again, we're in the thick of it. Who knows what that's cultivating in them? <laughs> I hope it's <laughs> great things. Um, but it's such a joy to kind of learn these things alongside my wife.
1: Oh, yeah. And I love, Hunter, that you... Teach them those things in the moment that Mm -hmm. you tell them this this is grace kind Mm -hmm. of they're learning the definition of grace. Many people don't understand what grace is. Mm -hmm. Many adults. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Many adults after they've grown up don't understand what grace is. So that's wonderful. That's beautiful.
3: And the the beautiful thing is, is like the reason that I care about it so much is because I've experienced the depths of brokenness Mm -hmm. as a human. Mm -hmm. And as a son of God and watching the grace that he's bestowed, it's like, why would I not want to provide that for my kids and Mm -hmm. help give them a glimpse of who God is? Cause I feel like in many ways, Alex and I are the stewards of God's grace to our children. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're going to have a relationship with him, Lord willing. But in in many ways, we're the first example they see Mm -hmm. and the closest, closest example they see of someone who knows him intimately. Mm -hmm. And Uh, with that we have to get them to show us grace Mm -hmm. because we mess up a ton Mm -hmm. and I learned very quickly that one of the best things I can do is bring them into that and not act like we've got it all together so the amount of my the amount of times that my sons have messed up and I've been able to say yeah I know why you're angry you know who else has anger problems your dad and it changes the whole dynamic of the conversation when they realize that like problems are okay. It's how you work through them. And it's, it's the way that we respond to them. And so Mm -hmm. I would like to think that my kids are perfect. Like we joked about, (laughs) Uh, they are not because their dad is not right. And I do think I have this expectation that they will be great at all the things I was great at and all the things that I wasn't. And that's really terrible expectations to put on them. So I've, Mm -hmm. to learn to pull those back and let my kids be themselves Mm -hmm. because they're very similar to me Mm -hmm. but they're also very different from me
1: Mm -hmm. and they're also eight six and what was the last one three and three they're also
2: three-year-old yes they're all they're all different from each other yes oh my goodness that's key
1: that they're that's key
3: and that's i mean that's where i look to men like y'all and women like you susan because like that's still what we're trying to figure out is how do we parent them differently And we're trying to do it all at the same time. And we only get one shot. Mm -hmm. And so you feel this pressure as a parent, but that's where we have to learn to show ourselves grace and community has been so key. We are raising our kids amongst other parents Mm -hmm. and don't want to be isolated um, off in our own little world. We want to spend quality time with our kids, but Mm -hmm. we need other people who are in the thick of it um, to learn from, to encourage, to sharpen. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have that in some of our neighbors who've become really close friends. They have three girls. We have three boys. We have a group text called Triple Arranged Marriage. So <laughs> we'll see how that
2: works out in That's 20 years. That's funny. Lord willing, that does not happen. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. You know, one of the things I like about that is that they surely have experienced some displeasure Oh yeah. when they've misbehaved, they misbehave, but kind of end it all with some fun and forgiveness. You know, mm-hmm. it's also I think they learn not to carry things. Mm-hmm. I suspect Brad and Susan, you see folks all the time that just carry, 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 carry absolutely. for too yeah. long, and it kind of burns them up. So it's it's uh, a good lesson for them to learn, learn mm-hmm. too, I think.
1: Yeah, that's why I was referring to, I'm so glad they explain it, because you cannot imagine how many clients come in here and have no concept of grace, mm-hmm. like have absolutely no concept of what grace is, because it's never been bestowed upon them, never in their life. And it's such a privilege to be able to explain it. Mm -hmm. I mean, tears. I mean, we both cry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's just such a privilege for them to to know it, to know how to parent. You know, we were talking about you were saying they're all so different, Steve. And uh, jump in here, Brad, but how different our children are. The circle talk meant everything to me when I started praying, God, what does motherhood for y'all As fathers, what does fatherhood look like for me as it relates to, for me, well, for you, Hank? Mm -hmm. And that would be different for God. What does fatherhood look like for me as it relates to the Duke? Duke, And then, you know, God, what does fatherhood look like as it relates to, and you just keep going. However many children you're praying, what does fatherhood look like
3: I think I got a really sweet gift from the Lord by having Hank first. And I hope when he's older, he gets to go back and listen to this. But I had this expectation of my sons. My wife was a college athlete. I was not a college athlete, but did love playing sports growing up. And so I had this expectation that we're just going to pop out these kids who are like all stars in sports, which is funny because she's 5'2 and I'm 5'7. And I don't know why I think. But <laughs> here comes Hank, who loves to read loves piano, loves school, wants nothing to do with sports. He'll tell you, I do not like to sweat. I don't want to sweat. Okay, I don't want to do anything like that. (laughs) And I say it's a gift from the Lord because had I had Hank second, maybe there would have been a lot, maybe harder expectations of living up to his older brother or something like that. But he was my first son. And I watched God change my heart in seeing him uniquely as God's created him, not as the son that I dreamt up that he would be. And now that I've gotten to like understand that i love that kid so much Mm -hmm. and i'm so grateful for the unique ways that god has created him because there are a lot of days where i just like to sit around and do a crossword and not do sports and you know who my crossword guy is hank and and i'm learning to have a love for reading more than i actually do because of him Mm -hmm. and i'm learning to see the way that he sees the world and it's just, it's been uh, a gift for sure.
1: And you've taken the time with him to appreciate how God has uniquely yeah. made yeah. him.
3: I'm learning. Yeah. I think the younger he was, the more I was like, man, I thought all my kids were going to be like mm-hmm. athletic. and want to throw the football. I'm like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to. Why? Mm-hmm. And of course, that's where the beauty of marriage and my wife stepping in and being like, why, why are you putting these expectations on him? Mm-hmm. Um, and her just kind of bringing me back to reality mm-hmm. of Hank is not here for me to meet all of my expectations of what I want in a son. Mm-hmm. He's here because he's a, an image bearer of God mm-hmm. and God's created him for a very unique purpose. And I, as a father get to find out what that is and champion him mm-hmm. in whatever God has created. Him
1: mm-hmm. to
3: be. They're all different. Very. Sure your boys are different. Your girls are different.
0: Yeah. Susan, I'm sitting here thinking and like when it comes to discipline, one size definitely does not fit all right. And so Mary Claire was our, child that she needed a spanking every day of her life <laughs> until she was about eight or nine years old. And yet Natalie, who came after her, you just look mildly disappointed and she just wilts. <laughs> you know, she didn't need the same thing mm-hmm. and, and, and adjusting in that way and letting them be who they are, who they uniquely are. And, and back to Hunter's point, not projecting yourself on them, mm-hmm. as we see a lot of parents do. And and. In therapy, we see a lot of people coming in, right, who this story has been placed on them that you're supposed to be this mm-hmm. and they're not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all the guilt and shame that go with that. Right. And I don't think at all we as parents mean to do that, but that does happen. Mm-hmm. We don't let them be uniquely them. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, another thing I think about, there's a, a promise in, or a, a phrase in Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart. Mm-hmm. And we tend to read that as a promise Actually, in context, in the original language, it's not a promise. It's a principle. And mm-hmm. the principle is this. Your child has a way a, about them, and you need to train in that way. You need to work within that way as you guide and direct them. Because even when they're old, they're not gonna, that's, that's who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's just a lot of wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, to your point, we have to sacrifice some of our own hopes and dreams mm-hmm. that are in our children.
1: Yeah, very well said.
0: And on that, that
3: shepherding them uniquely too. and correct me if I'm wrong again, if this is bad parenting, I don't know. So I need somebody (laughs) to tell me, but I don't often I don't know if I've ever told my kids like you can be whoever you want to be. And and not that that is a bad statement in and of itself, but I know that God has created them uniquely to be who he wants them to be. Mm -hmm. And I want to help guide them and shepherd them in that and to help them see their strengths and not feel like when they see someone who's doing this and is really good that they have to go be that. Um, mm-hmm. so I I want to help them see that it's okay. If you're not going to be like that or like this, what if God has designed you so uniquely to do this for him or mm-hmm. to live in this way? So trying to really help them find their identity in him,
1: mm-hmm.
3: not in individualism
2: and just kind of you be you, you do anything you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: It's unique. You know, I, I grew up the son of a basketball coach, played basketball all my life, mm-hmm. Went to c- played in college for a couple of years. And, you know, I don't know that I had in my mind that my sons had to be these great athletes or anything, but Chad likes sports. Mm-hmm. He and I like watching and doing sports together. Jake is pretty gifted, too, actually, but he just doesn't really have that same mm-hmm. mentality. And so, you know, then he got... Interested in playing the drums. And it was his passion, and uh, we supported that. And, you know, I had to find that over time, I'd be at a football game and I, I would have to stop and say, Oh, I need to look at the band some too. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're just a different set of things you have yeah. to pay attention to and have to support. And uh, so it's been great. And, you know, fortunately, again, don't know exactly what we might have done, but mm-hmm. they, tend to really like each other and support each other and what they're doing. Uh so oh, we're they do and thankful to the Lord.
1: Yeah, they're very supportive. I remember you saying to me one time when Jake's interest he always he still loves sports, but he really had to make a decision, especially for school, you know, to go with the band and forming a band and drumming and everything. But to go to all these concerts you were like, i don't I don't love that band, but I'm gonna go because you know <laughs> Steve, you know I've just got a shift, and that's just that was what you needed to do, and it was yeah. great to show support and right. we and then we went to every concert he possibly had, like groupies, you know, we were always there mm-hmm. and and had uh, all drums
2: around, and
1: oh, yeah, yeah. we did all that, yeah. and then Chat love, too. so." And- so there I'm an,
2: earplugs and all sorts of stuff.
1: I will but. probably make this comment on every podcast on this series or end with this because I think it's so powerful because within a year, so I, I consider that recently, I happened to overhear Chad and Jake talking and Chad saying to Jake, Do you remember anything mom and dad ever told us? And I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I hope. Answers, yes. Something. And and because I could tell with the tone Chad was saying it that he really didn't. <laughs> and so, um, which would be more like Chad than Jake, you know. So do you remember anything that mom and dad ever told us? And Jake goes, kind of staring at him. And he goes, Well, kind of like that. Well, I don't guess so. He said, It's more how they lived, Chad said, Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, because they were talking about, you have any? Jake was asking for you. Got any advice? This was more like, you know, because Juno was still a baby. And I thought, oh my gosh, they they were watching or they mm-hmm. whatever. So I guess my advice to you for littles: mm-hmm. they see and watch mm-hmm. everything, yeah. and it was very humbling. For me to hear, because I want you to know, Chad Goss does not say anything he does not mean. Mm. And, you know, Jake, you know, was agreeing, but that was a powerful statement, Mm -hmm. wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh Well, in, in thinking about this, you know, I was thinking, okay, being a father, you know, I don't know that I could list out a lot of specific things necessarily, but I did begin to think that. Because of that very thing, you know, they're learning the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not. That's what's scary. (laughs) And so it was like, you know, really, I guess to be the best father, I need to try to be the best husband I can be. And I need to try to be the best boss that I can be Mm -hmm. and the best friend that I can be. Mm Because if they don't see that congruent Mm -hmm. with what I'm trying to tell them or teach them or holler at them about, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be pretty confusing for them. And they're going to get mixed messages about really what's most important. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like it's an easy chore, but, you know, you just you just need to be the best man that you can be in all circumstances. Just be who you are in Christ Mm -hmm. with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great lesson for them that they hopefully some of that will rub off. Um, And I know, you know. There's no perfect parent and there's no perfect child. Sorry, Hunter, but uh, I'm learning, (laughs) you know, and goodness, you know, some folks that, you know, have done great raising their kids just then have huge struggles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we just have to keep praying for them all the
0: time.
1: Yeah. Great word to end on.
0: You know, Susan, can I go back and just say something? What you heard your boy say? I've used this quote on one of the podcasts before. I know, but it is so fitting here. The, The Maya Angelou quote, people will forget what you say. They'll even forget what you do. They'll never forget how you make them feel.
1: Oh, that's and I weird. think sometimes
0: it's, yeah. it's parents, the atmosphere that you build, the emotion of that, they absorb mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. after year. And to their point, maybe can't remember a thing that we really said, but boy, they know how it feels. Mm-hmm. And that is a powerful, powerful mm-hmm. thing to give somebody because when you give them that, they go out in the world And they can feel safe and confident because of that feeling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they got in the home. Mm -hmm. Or if they don't have that, they go out of the world mistrusting, fearful Mm -hmm. and anxious.
1: Insecure. Insecure. Mm -hmm. Very good word. Excellent. Oh, thank you, Hunter. Uh, so much for this open discussion. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Brad. So stay tuned, listeners, because we're fixing to do another podcast. We may even do two more. We'll see. Stay tuned. Thank you so much. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.